Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. TickPick should be your first choice to buy football tickets because they save fans money by never charging any service fees ever. TickPick is the exclusive ticketing partner for Vegas Nation and Blue Wire Network. Vegas Nation sponsored by Station Casino's STN Sports. Download the app and get a bonus up to $100 when you sign up. You're listening to Vegas Nation. Time to get it started with First and Ten with Vinny Bonsignor and Sam Gordon. What is up, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Vegas Nation First and Ten, your weekly go-to for Raider news and analysis. I am Vinny Bonsignor. I cover the Raiders for the Las Vegas Review-Journal. Vegas Nation. You can download our app, Vegas Nation, uh, or just go to VegasNation.com, get all of our content, whether it's stories, columns, photo essays, videos, podcasts. So we've got you covered from A to Z as it relates to the Raiders. Just want to let you also know uh, that Vegas Nation First and Ten is sponsored by Station Casinos, STN Sports, and presented by Blue Wire and Tick Pick. Without further ado, I'd like to welcome in my great teammate and colleague over at Vegas Nation. Sam Gordon, he covers uh, everything uh, around Las Vegas sports, including the Raiders, obviously. Sam, first of all, how are you doing today? Doing well, Vinny. How are you? Uh, good. I'm good. I think I'm doing better than the Raiders right now. Yeah. Uh, two straight losses, a, a huge you know, blowout loss to the Kansas City Chiefs uh, on, on Sunday. Now, you know, preface that by saying... Things could have been a little bit different, Sam. Uh, you know, had Deshaun Jackson pulled, held on to that football. Um, you're talking about at that point, it was a 24-14 game, three and a half minutes or so left in the third quarter. If the Raiders score a touchdown right there, it's 24-21. And, and that, to me, changes how the defense plays. I think there was a little bit of a, de- a demoralizing factor uh, to that fumble. Uh, and it just felt like, I'm not saying the Raiders quit, but, you know, even when you're a percentage point of a percentage point of a percentage point off um, in terms of your intensity and focus um, after something like that, you're going to get your hats handed to you uh, in this league. But it is what it is. It was a 41 uh, to 14 loss to the hands at the hands of the Kansas City Chiefs, the second straight loss for the Raiders. Uh, They had a chance going into that game and into these last two weeks to really take uh, a little bit of control of the AFC West and maybe even the AFC uh, at large. Uh, but all that has been squandered in this two-game losing streak. Where are the Raiders right now, Sam? Great question, Vinny. I think we're at that point, right, where this is where the rubber meets the road. Uh, you got Cincinnati uh, coming to town on Sunday, which is a huge game because the Bengals, like the Raiders, are 5-4, and four, right, trying to trying to stay in that wild card mix um, at, at this juncture. And then right after that, it's a quick turnaround to Dallas, which is clearly a, uh, a Super Bowl contender. So this, you know, this feels familiar. Vinny, I hate to say it, but this is two straight games now where the offense has just been a little bit out of sync uh, and, and not quite as efficient, as explosive as it was earlier in the season, whether that's, you know, because of what happened with Henry Ruggs and having, not having him to, to stretch the field, whether it's, it could be a number of things. I'm sure that has something to do with it. The running game still can't get going at all. Absolutely no running game to speak of. And just everything was just a 
a little bit off on Sunday. So the rate, I mean, it's gut check time. It's gut check time because there's a, you know, I, I don't want to call Sunday's game a, a must win game. It's we're still, you know, mid November with the, with the, the longer schedule um, with the 17th game. I think there's going to be some variables that happen towards the end of the season, but we're pretty close to it because the schedule is not getting any easier um, and this is a team right now that with, with, with the way they've played the last couple of weeks, uh, it seems to be reeling and it's, it's, it's gut check time. And uh, Sunday is, I mean, is huge. It's, it's everything, especially with that Dallas game looming. Yeah. And before everyone, you know, starts kind of freaking out, I guess. Um, I think it's important to, to, to just remind everybody and just acknowledge that this has been a week to week proposition, not just for the Raiders, but the NFL in general. I mean, it's, it's tough to get a read right now yeah. um, on, on where all of this is, is headed. Um, you just mentioned the Dallas Cowboys as a Super Bowl contender, Sam, they got destroyed <laughs> by the Denver Broncos just a week before, but that's exactly, it kind of like uh, exemplifies or uh, what we're talking about here. There's no rhyme or reason to kind of what's going on right now. And you get the sense that what it's ultimately going to come down to is who can get hot at the right, who can get it together for a long enough period of time to be able to make that run, um, you know, over this next month and a half, two months or so uh, uh, that's left of the season in order to punch their ticket to the playoffs. And at that point, based on what we've seen so far uh, during the regular season, it's anybody's guess what's going to happen in the playoffs. But all hope is not lost because even with the Raiders, they lose two games in a row uh, earlier, you know, um, you know, to the, to the Chicago bears and I'm drawing a blank on who they also lost and the chargers. Then they come back with two, arguably their best performances in years. Um, they go to their break, obviously um, all heck breaks loose with what happened to Henry Ruggs. Um, and then Damon Arnett, but the Arnett thing was a little bit, you know, different. He wasn't really doing anything for the Raiders, but, but Henry Ruggs was, and they kind of returned to a different team, uh, uh, Sam. I don't think it's out of line to say that you mentioned the running game. Um, guess what was kind of churning a little bit before Henry, um, that whole situation, the running game was getting a little bit better. You know, it, it's safe to say, I think it's accurate to say that defenses are defending them a little bit differently when it comes to the pass game and who they're devoting attention to. Uh, i.e. Darren Waller, uh, but then also um, I'm sure they're playing the run game a little bit differently because there's no, I, I get it, Zay Jones is fast. Um, and Deshaun Jackson, to the extent that he was on the field on Sunday, you know, obviously has speed too. I think that's going to emerge and get better uh, as the year goes on now. But it's not Henry Ruggs' speed. It's just a little bit different, and teams understand that. Yeah, they certainly do. Um, they certainly do. He was, you know, obviously in the midst of a, of a breakout year this year and even last year, um, Vinny, when he, you know, wasn't producing to the way that a, a top 15 pick you'd expect to produce, there was still just a, a factor that he played by being out there on the field. And, and th that dynamic is, is clearly missing uh, the last couple of weeks. And then not to mention, you know, I mean, we're not in the locker room, you know what I'm saying? But from a human perspective, it's a lot. I mean, it's been a lot. I know for us on our side to experience, and you can only imagine, um, you know, what the players and coaches are having to go through, having to compartmentalize, um, a situation like this, uh, we've covered that wall to wall. There's, there's no, not, not, we don't have to go down that rabbit hole, but I do think there is a, a human component to this, but, but like you mentioned, um, I think the good news for the, for the Raiders, at least at this point is, is there's such a log jam, 
um, in the AFC, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, uh, the chargers. I mean, are, are, I mean, they look like a, they look totally different than they did at the beginning of the season. Uh, even, even a team like Baltimore is it's week to week with them, Cleveland, a team that we thought would be, or that we thought could, could be one of the better teams in the AFC. What's, what's going on there. So, um, like you said, all hope is not lost. There's a lot of football left and, yeah, this could be a situation here where in the AFC, you know, those six and seven seeds, it could be, you know, nine and eight, um, 10 and seven, who, who knows, maybe eight and nine with, with how crowded everything is and with these teams that are going to you know be feasting off of each other. Cause the Raiders still have to play the chargers again. Denver's still in the mix. The Raiders have to have to see them again. Um, since he, Indianapolis later in the season. So uh, Cleveland, there's going to be, it's going to play itself out, right? I guess that's, that's what I'm getting at is based on the Raiders schedule, it's going to play itself out and, uh, and the playoff teams will, will merge at the end of the year. And and they're going to have opportunities to go head to head with teams they're competing against and to make up ground. um, Some of the ground that they've given back a little bit with these performances last couple of weeks. Um, There's no doubt about that. Um, And then, uh, there's still plenty of time to get this right. Now, time is of the essence. I, I think these next 10 days, you know, as you mentioned, um, the Cincinnati Bengals also five and four, um, you know, also they're coming off a, a bye week. Um, they're, you know, on a little bit of a tailspin themselves. So, um, you know, we'll see what they're made of and we'll see uh, what Bengals team shows up Sunday at Allegiant Stadium. But, but right now, and then obviously the Cowboys on, on Thursday, it's really is a great opportunity though, for the Raiders to kind of get back to the best version of themselves. And I think that, you know, uh, for, for a guy like Deshaun Jackson having now being able to, um, get a, get a, uh, you know, I think his feet are under him a little bit more here in Las Vegas, uh, and with the Raiders, um, you know, he got on the field with them on Sunday, made a big play, just kind of an unfortunate, uh, sequence for him right there, coughing the ball up. And I'm sure nobody feels worse than he does about that. Uh, but I think that he'll be settled down and have a little bit firmer command of, of the offense. And even on that one play, um, Sam, oh, I think we got a glimpse of what he can mean uh, to, to this offense. He made a, a nice, it was a nice pattern that he ran, uh, route that he ran. Uh, he also tracked the ball really well. It was just a good play, except for the ending, of course. Uh, and I think that that's going to play a big role, um, you know, uh, for the Raiders. Uh, but, you know, they just have to get back to kind of what they were doing offensively and really more than anything, those explosiveness, um, the explosive that they, that they showed, can they get back to that? That's the million dollar question. I think when, when that offense was really quick and you saw kind of a mix of, you know, the, the, the short passing game, right. Where those, it's basically an extension of the run game and then bang, Derek Carr would hit you down the field, whether it would be Waller up the seam, whether it be rugs down the sideline, Brian Edwards up the seam, you know, they were big, big, big chunk plays. And the Raiders had a couple of those, on Sunday, but it's just not, it just hasn't been the, the, to the same level as it was earlier in the season. I mean, these past couple of games, Vinny, uh, and then, you know, along with the Bears game, I mean, um, the, the teams really struggled offensively. And, and these past couple of games, you know, kind of a surprise to see, not necessarily a surprise given what we talked about, but not, not what you, what you really want to see at this structure of the season. I think for me, Vinny, the big surprise was that that was the first poor defensive game that I think the Raiders have played all season. Was truly poor defensive game. You know, they got to get that, that issue rectified. This was a, a chief's offense. We know about the explosive capabilities. We understand um, the players they have on their roster, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Tyree kill. Uh, but we also understand that there was, this was an offensive line that was struggling. There was no running game there. And Mahomes was in the first lump of his career. Um, and what better way to break out of that 
than uh, with the game against the Raiders, with the game he was able to have. There was no kind of pass rush for the first time all year. They really struggled to generate any kind of pass rush, and receivers were running free, wide open um, for, for a duration of the night. So can they get that issue rectified? What is Gus Bradley going to do? How is that group going to recover for uh, a pretty solid offense in Cincinnati that has a, a good young quarterback in Joe Burrow and one of the best young receivers in the league, it looks like, in, in Jamar Chase, along with a, uh, a bunch of other guys as well. And now it's that time of the week where we are joined by Chuck Esposito, director of race sports for Station Casinos. Chuck joins us every week to talk about the Raiders, the Vegas betting landscape, all things sports, all things NFL. Chuck, let me ask you this. Is, do we have a good NFL team? Is there a, a standout team this year? What a, what a year so far. So much parity, so many crazy scores. What do you make of the league right now that we're at this halfway point? You know, to be honest with you, I think it's expect the unexpected. It's um, it's crazy. The only constant for me is that the the Titans keep winning, Sam. Um, you know, they've, they've had the devastating in- injury of Henry. They beat the Colts twice. Uh, they beat the Chiefs, the Bills, the Rams. Um, even when it looks like a letdown game, uh, Saints had a backdoor cover against them, but they still beat the Saints. Um, that's the only thing right now. Everything else is, is up in the air from week to week we've seen arizona um you know tampa the rams come kind of crashing back down to earth somewhat um so it's wide open you're right you used a great word it, there is a whole lot of parody in pro football right now certainly is chuck let's start with the raiders who get demolished uh in the second half of their matchup against the chiefs uh looks like they awoke the sleeping giant in kansas city meanwhile the raiders uh move on to play Cincinnati opened as a pick em. Cincinnati, a slight favorite Chuck. What do the Raiders need to do to regroup uh, and, and, and get back on track against the Bengals this is a season. I mean, there's still a lot of football left, but, um, is, is this, does this, is this starting to feel familiar with where the Raiders are at at this time of the year? It, it is. This is, this is pretty much the third straight year, Sam. I mean, they were, uh, I think they were six and two last year or five and two, same as this year before they went into that tailspin. They were five and two this year. They've now lost back to back games. I think part of it is all the off field distractions. It seems like over the last month, there hasn't been a week. Um, that there hasn't been some sort of a distraction. I think eventually that catches up with you. I think, you know, the fact that they they play in a division that they're only one game off the pace, that there's an extra, you know, wild card team added. There's an extra week this year. Um, you're not ready to wave the white flag yet, but uh, they, they have to get back to kind of playing football in the field, getting Waller more involved. He hasn't been nearly as involved as he was early in the season and toward the end of last year. Um, and again, I think those distractions are, have really hurt that team a lot, but Hey, they're five and four. And again, a long season yet the betters have kind of jumped ship a little bit. I mean, we saw a lot of action against them uh, in the Kansas city game. And we've already seen you know, the game go from either the Raiders one or pick uh, to Cincinnati, the favorite, uh, you know, it may change again by the time they kick off, but we're starting to see some, some Bengal money across the counter. Absolutely. Um, as it pertains to the chiefs, a huge matchup Sunday uh, against the Dallas Cowboys who uh, take care of business again, do look like one of the top teams in the NFC and are eight and one this season against the spread chiefs. Meanwhile, three and seven against the spread, but obviously very impressive on Sunday against the Raiders uh, chiefs, a slight favorite in that game. Chuck, is this, have you seen enough from the chiefs to make you believe that they, they can get back on track and make another run? And is this, you know, might we see this matchup again later in the year or is it too soon to say that? 
It's probably too soon, Sam, just above what we talked about earlier, that there's so much uncertainty and expect the unexpected, although it could happen. Um, although the Chiefs haven't been a point spread darling to the betters for two years. I mean, they have won three straight games. They're just three and two at home, though. And you look at this Cowboy team who did lay the egg a few weeks ago against Denver, but they're they're three and one away. Um, offensively, they're really good. I love Parsons and Diggs on defense. And you can easily say this is one of the top games of the week. It's a shame they couldn't have flexed it at the, this early to uh, Sunday night football because I think the handle on this game will be tremendous. But both really, really good teams and kind of anxious to see how Kansas City keeps rolling. I mean, three weeks ago, we chatted. They were in last place <laughs> in the AFC West. And, you know, yet they were still the second lowest odds in the AFC. Um, now they're in first place in the West, and, and I think people are starting to, to fear that the Raiders might have woken up a sleeping giant. Patrick Mahomes looking every bit like Patrick Mahomes on Sunday, more than 400 yards and five touchdowns. Moving along, another uh, a team that we think is a contender, Chuck, in the AFC, the Buffalo Bills host, hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Bills open as nearly a touchdown favorite. Colts, meanwhile, 4-0 uh, against the spread in their last four. Uh, impressive streak there, Chuck. What do you make of this matchup? It feels like one of the better games um, this week at the same time. These are also two AFC teams that have been a little bipolar. You don't know which version you're going to get from either team this year. Yeah, I've liked the Bills a lot, Sam, and as we kind of talked about, but they've kind of played to the level of their opponent where they haven't been overwhelmingly great. Okay, they beat up the Jets. They were throwing when they were up by 30 points. I'm not sure what that really achieves. They're still a really good team. Um, You know, I I think it's interesting, though, that they have a tough game against the Colts here. Uh, They still have two more meetings with the New England Patriots that, for me, I hate to say it, but they're the biggest surprise in football, and they're a serious contender in the AFC and the AFC East. They have two games left against the Bills. One of them is week 13 on Sunday night football in Buffalo. But I've been really impressed with this Patriot team and in a division that most people thought going into the season was an easy, clear win for the Buffalo Bills is not so easy right now as New England sits right on their tail. And I think the impressive thing about the Patriots is not their four straight wins, but the fact that they are undefeated on the road. You can win on the road in this league and you can run the ball and play defense. You're a team that is probably going to go pretty far in the playoffs. And that's the recipe that Bill Belichick has always had, even with Brady. I mean, you look at the running backs, they have Stevenson, Harris, Bolden, not exactly, you know, uh, Cook, um, Hunt, and McCaffrey. Uh, but these guys are getting the job done, and Mac Jones seems to be getting better and better with each week. He, he certainly does, Chuck. Uh, this is, again, a team that I'm not sure uh, many folks expected to be this good this soon. How has their play um, impacted futures uh, betting and futures odds? Oh, we, we've definitely lowered the, their odds, Sam. I mean, they went from a team that was kind of in the bottom half to a team right now that that you can make a case is in the top 10 in the league as far as future book goes. Um, defensively, I think only Buffalo has given up less points in the AFC um, than the, the Patriots have. But Buffalo's schedule has been, you know, don't forget they had that 9-6 game against Jacksonville. They played, you know, the Dolphins, the Jets already. Um, I'm really impressed with this Patriot team. Again, they have all the ingredients, being able to run the ball, play defense, a quarterback that if you had to pick one guy in the draft of those five, who had the same kind of traits and characteristics as a certain number 12 who left, you would say it was Mac Jones. So a lot of season left, but he was the fifth quarterback taken. And right now for my money, he's playing the best ball of those five guys. He certainly is. Chuck, you mentioned that number 12, that number 12, uh, with an uncharacteristic outing against the Washington football team on Sunday, the Buccaneers 
uh, will close the week on Monday Night Football against the Giants, nearly a two-touchdown favorite or 12-and-a-half-point favorite, a little bit of movement, 11-and-a-half um, is the number I am seeing now. Obviously, still a big number, but are you concerned, Chuck, about Tampa Bay, given what you've seen the last couple of weeks where Tom Brady, for the first time, uh, in quite some time, looks to be, you know, 44. I don't think – I'm not really that concerned with with Brady. I think, you know, not having Gronk and not having that that kind of that safety blanket, which he, um, you know, used so much in the first half of the season and early on, and Antonio Brown, and, and even, you know, Godwin's been a little bit banged up. I'm more concerned with their defense, with the amount of injuries that they've had all year in the secondary, and David at linebacker and JPP. Um, I think if they can get healthy again and kind of get that swagger, they're as dangerous as any team when the postseason rolls around. I think the important thing, Sam, is under the new format with the three wildcard teams and the extra week of the regular season, you know, only one team in each conference has a bye. And you look right now at the Cowboys and Rams, Cardinals, Packers, and Bucks. It's going to be really interesting the second half of the season, how it all plays out. Because as you alluded to, Brady being 44, I'm sure that extra week off would be extremely beneficial to him and the Bucks. But uh, right now, as I mentioned earlier, Sam, expect the unexpected. Nothing surprises me anymore. Uh, Titans keep winning. Everybody else has kind of come down to earth right now. But I think you look at the Packers and like them or not, you can make a case that especially on the defensive side of the ball, they might be playing the best ball out of any team in the NFC as we speak. Certainly are. Uh, certainly could be, Chuck. You, definitely a strong case there. They play uh, the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday in what should be an interesting matchup. Does anything uh, jump out before we get going here about the Week 11 slate that we haven't yet covered? Yeah, I think that Viking-Packer game is going to be a really, really good game. I'm kind of interested to see that. Um, you've got Cam Newton going up against Ron Rivera in Washington. Um, and then I, I want to see if, how New England plays, if they can keep that win streak on the road alive. Uh, but overall, again, it, it's expect the unexpected Cowboys Chiefs are by far the marquee game of the week. Um, and we'll see how it unfolds. And I'm not sure what we'll be talking about next week. It feels like it's something different every week, Chuck. Again, we really appreciate the time, the expertise, and the analysis. We look forward to breaking down week 11 uh, and the craziness that's certainly going to ensue um, next week. We appreciate it, Chuck. Enjoy your week. Talk soon. All right. Thanks, Sam. You too. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite. Raiders football is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Raiders tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices for the same seats on another site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. Now led under interim head coach Rich Bisaccia, everyone's going to want to see how the Raiders season continues to unfold and if they are in fact a playoff bound team. That's why you've got to visit TickPick.com slash Vegas Nation today to save $10 on your first order of Raiders tickets. You, you, you have to you know, kind of balance it of, okay, how badly did the uh, uh, Raiders play compared to how well a sleeping giant Kansas City Chiefs offense uh, played? You kind of figure that at some point 
they were going to get it together. And they did uh, on, on Sunday. And I got to give Patrick Mahomes a lot of credit because kind of finally started doing what people, you know, were, were really urging him to do uh, this year relative to how defenses were defending the Chiefs, um, kind of daring him to just be patient and be methodical uh, and, you know, uh, smaller chunks of yards and moving the ball downfield and just be, just be content with being able to move the ball efficiently down the field that way, as opposed to, you know, being the gunslinger that he normally is and taking big chances downfield against a defense that was designed to take that away. Well, um, he did that finally uh, on, on Sunday, much to the chagrin of the Raiders, um, who I felt in, in some ways got away from what they normally do uh, defensively. Maybe they kind of got caught up uh, a little bit in what other teams were doing to defend, uh, you know, Patrick Mahomes and, and, you know, it's understandable, but I've always been a, a firm believer too that just be the best version of yourself. Be who do what you do well, and if they beat you uh, in that regard, if they if they beat you by you doing what you do, so be it. Um, you know that that happens. But I felt like do, trying to do trying to kind of mimic or copycat what some other teams were doing defensively. Put some players like Jonathan Abram in some positions where he's just not very good. Uh, we saw him kind of get burned a few times on the nine pass catches that he surrendered on nine different targets, another touchdown pass um, that, that he gave up. Uh, you know, John, I'll give him credit. He's, he's where he needs to be a lot of times. He just, his ball skills uh, making a play just are lacking. It's just not a strength of his. And he was kind of asked to do that on Sunday. And I thought the results were a little bit predictable. So the, on the other hand, that is Patrick Mahomes and this Travis Kelsey and this Terry kill. Um, and, and they're just a loaded offense that's well-designed, well-coached, really creative. Um, I'm not saying that there's no other talented teams in the NFL. There obviously are, but you know, that's a one of a kind type of a team. And so you have to keep that in perspective. And as we mentioned with three minutes left in the third quarter, it's still a 24, possibly a 24, 21 game. And things could have completely changed, um, uh, but it didn't. And, and that's that. Another area that I wanted to talk about too, Sam, was just the, the, the sloppiness for the last two weeks in terms of the penalties um, and just kind of some lack of execution. But really those penalties specifically uh, were just really damaging uh, to the Raiders on Sunday. Again. Yeah, a huge. I mean, even early in the game, Vinny, where, where you're setting up to go forward on fourth and one, and uh, and you have a false start in your midfield and and you don't even you're not even able to attempt to, to get the attempt off. Um, of course, you had the, the the personal foul penalty on Max Crosby that extended uh, a drive that, you know, wasn't promising for the Chiefs. One of the few drives they had where, hey, they didn't start out with a bang and you you, you get the ball back there and it's a, it's a different you know, it's, a, it's possibly a different game. So. Um, that that's, those are things that they have to clean up. It's on, um, you know, Rich Passaccia and, and, and the coaching staff to make sure from an execution standpoint that you're doing everything you can to, to maximize your opportunities to win games. There's, uh, when, when the Kansas city chiefs, Vinny are playing like that, when that offense is humming like that, and when Patrick Mahomes is in a rhythm like that, your margin for error dramatically goes down. And, and it's not like the Raiders have this big margin for error to begin with, with where they're at situationally and with where they're at in the standings and, and with where they're at in the season. So. You can't be you can't be giving teams like the Chiefs free opportunities or extra possessions or extra plays. It just that's not a, a formula for success. I know it sounds like I'm belaboring the obvious, but um, to your point, there's there's just too much too many execution issues right now from a penalty standpoint 
against uh, against two good teams. And uh, eventually, we knew you know the Ra- Raiders had dealt with some penalties earlier in the season and had been able to mitigate those with with the way Derek Carr and that offense was playing. But eventually, uh, they're going to catch up to you, and that that happened on Sunday in, in in too many crucial spots. So, can they execute better? Can they be more crisp, more sharp, and more disciplined? On Sunday against Cincinnati, I, I think if they are, obviously that's going to increase their chances. Uh, and and then Cincinnati, you know, is not the most disciplined team to begin with either. So there are going to be opportunities for the Raiders on Sunday against the Bengals. It's, you know, can they cash those in and can they not shoot themselves in the foot uh, the, the way they did against Kansas City? By the way, talking about shooting themselves in the foot, I'm looking at um, offensive line penalty leaders. Alex Leatherwood is number two with nine. And we're talking about in the NFL, Brandon Parker is number eight. Uh, Brandon Parker and John Simpson are tied uh, for eighth with six uh, penalties uh, a piece. So that's 12, 20, it's 20 penalties or 21 penalties, I should say (laughs) from um, the offensive line. That's just not good. And they have to clean that up because they're coming at such critical times. Um, You know, red zone inside the 10, inside the five, where all of a sudden, you know, the, the fourth and one, that, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're obviously going to go for it. And, you know, that could, um, you, you know, it's a momentum kind of a play. And then all of a sudden, you know, somebody jumps off sides or, or, or moves illegally and, and boom, now the Raiders have to punt the ball. Um, those are little plays that, you know, even at the, in real time, they felt big on Sunday, yeah. especially against the, uh, against the chiefs. And in this league, those type of penalties at those critical moments, they just have a tendency to when they when they start adding up, they become killers uh, for for a team. And it's just something that I don't know what it is that the the the, the Raiders are going to have to do, but they're all mental errors. Yes, there's some holding penalties in there, and you know that's always subjective, and, and you know referees you know have to have to um, you know make a determination on that whether to call it or not because uh, they probably could on almost every single play uh, out there, but. The off the the illegal procedures are just killers right now. Yeah, yeah, they certainly are. Uh, they certainly are, and uh, and and like you said, the timely or the untimeliness. Uh, the, the like you said, the fourth and one, Vinny. I mean, you get you you convert that. You're on Sunday night football. You got a, a a voracious, energetic crowd in the building, and all of a sudden you're across midfield. Uh, and and that's another you know handful of plays at least that the Chiefs defense is going to have to be out on the field. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's a, it's a total game changer. Like you said, you can feel that, uh, in real time, especially once Patrick Mahomes got warmed up and it was pretty clear. It was like, okay, you know, Patrick Mahomes is back. He's, he's got his juice again. Uh, so those, those were, those were devastating. Um, I, I guess looking forward, uh, with Cincinnati coming up, um, and we, we've talked about that matchup a little bit. What are you, what do you think the number one key or what are you going to be focusing on in that game as it pertains to the Raiders? finding their groove and trying to get their juice back like Mahomes did on Sunday against Cincinnati. Execution, poise, um, playing clean football. It, it really does boil down to that. If you lose a turnover battle and the penalty battle, um, you're going to be in trouble. And then, you know, the, the uh, I think they got to get back to what they normally do defensively. And that's creating, creating pressure with the front four, um, you know, uh, putting – teams in uh, third and long situations, second and long situations with, with sacks, creating some turnovers. Uh, they just need to kind of get back to what they were doing. And I think they can because so much of what they're doing, quote unquote, wrong 
is correctable and it's on them. It's not, as Derek Carr pointed out, and I fully agree with him, it's not a uh, manpower issue. It's not like, oh my gosh, the Raiders are so much worse than this team or that team. Um, they're not, you know, and, and, but they're not good enough. Nobody really is for that matter to overcome the kind of penalties uh, and mistakes that they're uh, committing right now, including, you know, I, I know that, you know, nobody again feels worse than Deshaun Jackson, but you kind of hold on to the ball right there. I mean, that was a game changing play right there. Everything about the game changes to me. If the Raiders score a touchdown right there and put the pressure again on the Kansas City Chiefs to now respond, it was kind of shaping up as that kind of a game. We got you now. Are you going to be able to respond and vice versa and back and forth? Uh, but it gave the the you know Chiefs a uh, or yeah the, the Chiefs too big of an opportunity um, you know to to go ahead and take a lead that was insurmountable at that point. I think it kind of demoralized the Raiders. So poise, execution, staying away from penalties, getting Deshaun Jackson more involved in the in the offense, running the ball better, uh, and just doing a better job defensively. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those are the key factors. I think defensively. You take a look at Cincinnati. I mean, this is an offensive line that not not good by any means. And uh, Joe Burrow, again, one of the better young quarterbacks in the NFL. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But at the same time, you know, he's kind of a gunslinger too, and he'll turn that thing over. I mean, you you get to him, rough him up a little bit. He's sustained so many sacks already in his young career. Uh, he he likes to you know he likes to give his receivers opportunities to make plays, and sometimes that means uh, inaccurate throws and, and poor decisions from time to time. So if the Raiders can can get their pass rush back on track like it was the first you know eight games of the year where it was a steady consistent factor week in and week out uh in pressuring quarterbacks and and, and even jet helping to generate turnovers if they can uh kind of re relaunch that on, on Sunday I think there are going to be opportunities for the Raiders to make some of the game changing plays that they couldn't make uh, against the Chiefs so uh, yeah they're, they're, it's a, it's this is to, to your point it's not it's not a, it's not like this Bengals are way more talented. It's not like their roster is loaded by any means. They have good players at a multitude of positions. They're a solid football team, but, but they need this game just as, you know, as bad as the Raiders with how they've been playing and with their recent loss to the, you know, the New York jets. So um, it's a big matchup. It's a huge matchup. I'm going to go a long way to, uh, you know, could potentially go a long way anyways in, in, in determining how that wild card race um, shapes up and, and you know it's on the Raiders to protect their to protect their home stadium again and uh, to, to have a good showing against a team that they're going to need to finish ahead of in order to make the postseason yeah and uh let's also keep in mind uh, a lot of teams are are five and four right now or right in that kind of realm uh including the Kansas City Chiefs right now are what six and four I think it is uh, so yep. they're what about a half a game uh, ahead of the Raiders um you know at at, at this point um so six and four right yeah that's where the Kansas City Chiefs yep. are so um, and they play the Chiefs uh, again, and the Chiefs have a difficult schedule uh, moving down, uh, you know, the um, uh, the, re the rest of their schedule. And oh, by the way, you know, maybe maybe, you know, they fall back in some bad habits uh, again. That's the thing about the NFL. You don't know. And as good as the Kansas City Chiefs looked uh, on, on Sunday and as bad as the Raiders did in certain areas, it can all flip next week. And um, it, I, I don't remember this the nfl season being quite as unpredictable uh, as this one is, is sam it really is whether it's just i think it's parody that's that you know that exists now um but there's no real even look at the rams last night the last two weeks um they look like the super bowl favorites a couple of weeks ago now they're floundering uh, after getting their hats handed to them in two straight games by the tennessee titans 
you know, than the San Francisco 49ers who weren't beating anybody um, up until last night. And all of a sudden they look, you know, like, like they've got it together. So it's very unpredictable and and you just can't, you you just have to, the the focus just has to be on a week to week basis, playing your best football and in in, in the bigger picture of it all, be in a position to be able to make a run and then just get hot at the right time. Sounds kind of, um, you know, cliche or, or easy, but that's really what it seems to be shaping up as. And it'll be interesting now to see who's able, if that's even possible, to kind of separate themselves or if we're going to get to the last week of the season and it's still going to be kind of all bunched up uh, and it'll be a free-for-all those last week or the last two weeks of the season. Yeah, and that's that's the saving grace for the Raiders is that even even the contenders have, have weaknesses, have vulnerabilities, have, have laid eggs, all of them. I mean, every single one of the good teams have done that this year. So um, the Raiders aren't alone in that regard. They certainly, you know, had their, had their stinker um, on Sunday. And now it's, you know, can you regroup, turn the page and move forward? Because uh, all these games, I mean, we're in mid-November. Again, there's a lot of season left. But at the same time, like you said, time is of the essence. Can the Raiders move forward and rectify the things they need to rectify rather quickly um, to, to stay in the mix. We're going to find out Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and if you're looking at the uh, standings right now, uh, AFC East Bills are six and three. Patriots are six and four. Um, AFC West Chiefs are six and four. Chargers five and four. Raiders five and five. Uh, and then the AFC North, uh, Ravens six and three. Uh, Steelers five and three. Bengals five and four, uh, as you mentioned. And finally, the AFC South, Tennessee Titans eight and two. The Colts five and five. So, um, you know, whether it's their own division, or a wild card spot, one of the two wild card spots. There's more than enough football to be played, and as you mentioned, not um, uh, there, there really isn't a juggernaut out there. Everyone, including uh, you know the teams uh, at the top of the heap of their divisions, uh, have shown some tendencies of uh, is this the team we thought <laughs> they were um, on a week to week basis? I think the Tennessee Titans um, are, are probably at this point they've been the most consistent team after kind of getting out of the gates a little bit slow, uh, but without, you know, uh, their big running back, um, Derek Henry, you know, th- does that eventually, you know, uh, hurt them uh, down as we'll see. Uh, but again, Sam, it is a week to week proposition in the NFL. It's really fun from our perspective and I'm sure the fans perspective, although I'm sure there's Raider fans that are pulling their hair out right now, but it is what it is. And it starts on Sunday for, uh, for the Raiders to try to get back on track against the Cincinnati Bengals. And uh, whatever happens, we'll be back here next week uh, to talk about it. Sam, uh, thanks so much uh, for uh, everything that you do. We'll catch up with you uh, next week. Uh, and Larry Muir, our great producer, uh, really appreciate it uh, as well. Uh, we will talk to you guys next week. Don't forget to download the app, Vegas Nation, uh, or you know, go to VegasNation.com and check out everything that we have to offer. We've got the Raiders covered from A to Z. Check you guys out next week. Would you look at that? Damn, I look good. What's up, everybody? It's me, Stephen Money. It's football season, and I want you to know that you can bet on me, the STN Sports app. So sign up today and get started with me, the local favorite.